Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Rootin' Tootin' Rodeo Balloon Master, Marcus. Hi. That's me. I also have the special guest host, Pepita, sitting right below my feet. Ah, she's here to sabotage? Yes. Bite, bite all the wires? She's gonna take us off the air. Oh, good, good. Uh, she's in the wrong room to do that, though. She doesn't know. Yeah, figures. There are actually quite a few wires in this room right now. She is dancing between all of them. So, uh, we in NXT today. Uh, boy, oh boy, you remember when we... NXT was... Fun. Horrible. Remember when and... NXT gave us an extra 10 minutes every week just so that they could give us more and add more time to the main event? Just for the sake of us having fun. I'm just not, I'm not having a good time. I'm not having the, the best time that I could be having at this point. Um, there was, there, there were some positives in the episode. Like that main event was awesome. Carmel versus Pete Dunne was sick as fuck. Yeah, that was an awesome match. Um, it's right by the microphone. Seeing Soul Sokoa was cool. Um... A a feud between Raquel and Dakota seems interesting. Dakota definitely seems to be doing totally fine. Yeah. Definitely not having any problems lately. Yeah. So that's good. Um uh, Diamond Mine is still as shitty as ever. Oh pain. Has has there been a match where they haven't in, uh, interjected at all? Probably not. Um, but uh, Miriam said Dakota taking cues from another New Zealand legend, Gollum. <laughs> right. Aww. Um. Let's see what else happened today. Um, no Santos Escobar, despite Legato being there. Where the fuck is he? Um, no Champa besides a little vignette. Um, barely any Imperium 2. We got a very subdued Chase University. Um... And... I thought it was a subdued Chase University, but it really... It was still quite high strung. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean everything else was pretty much uneventful. Um none of it really mattered. So, why don't we just get into the news? Uh mm. Uh Um pull up the news. I've got to pull up the news. I've got to change the sign. There's so many things I have to do. Yeah. Man. Such a shame. 
Going through it. Going through it a little bit. Hey, y'all. Here's some news. First piece of news. We've only got three pieces of news, actually. First piece of news is... Dwight did an interview with Sean Ross Sapp, which was really kind of... It was kind of funny. Because he looks so... He, he just looked so fucking tired. So done with everything that had been happening. Um, apparently, he said specifically that he's never been approached by AEW. Um... The only thing that has been true, because there was a story, I guess, that came out that was um, AEW approached him on the time of the WWE were driving hard to the hoop, and um, he had to decline on the basis that he had a seven-year contract with NJPW, and Jay White said specifically that the only part of that story that's true is that WWE was trying to get him to sign. Just actually kind of the most interesting part of that story to me. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, like... Not only did they get close, apparently, but then they dropped the ball. Which is just stunning. Um, but it's a really funny interview. Um, at least the two minutes snippet that I got to see. Um, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but um also there is news on Bray Wyatt. Apparently Bray Wyatt is working on a horror feature film. I think is really interesting. I'm really excited for that. I I believe they start shooting at the end of this month or the start of December. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the um special effects artist who's been working with Bray on this, Jason Baker, um, stated that the project is. She the killer meets Xanadu. Which means absolutely nothing to me, but if you're a film buff, it might mean something to you. Sounds very interesting. I know to some degree what Xanadu is. Um apparently they are also not using any of the fiend lore in this movie. Hmm. Um I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what he can kind of, like, create. Yeah, I mean, he's got a very excellent mind, and whether he's wrestling or switching over to film, uh, he is going to succeed 100% because he is incredibly creative, incredibly talented dude. So That's not the reason why he got picked at the end of the day. It was because he had too many opinions and ideas. Yeah. Um, and finally, last piece of news I, I just thought was interesting is that apparently there was um, plans for Kevin Owens to go back to NXT full-time following his surprise appearance at the 2019 War Games uh, review. Hmm. Um, apparently, he was supposed to go back full-time, and then, naturally, Vince McMahon changed his fucking mind. Um, I just think that's curious um also apparently his contract is officially set to expire on um in february next month next year next month yep oh not quite the end of the year but beginning of the new year um also 
a uh, according to PW Insider, John Laurinaitis ran last night's Raw taping after Vince McMahon left. Uh, let me see if there's more on the actual article. Yeah, so John Laurinaitis ran last night's Raw taping in Louisville. Um, Vince was at the taping and ran what was described as a capital letters long production meeting during the afternoon, then left and was not present for the show itself. Bruce Pritchard was not in attendance at the taping, leaving the actual taping itself to be run by Laurinaitis. Um, matches taped for main event before the show were Austin Theory vs. Kira Tozawa and John Morrison vs. Shelton Benjamin. Uh, and there were no NXT talents backstage. Hmm. That's um, curious. Also, according to Miriam uh, in the chat, he also said there were plans for him for Kevin Owens and NXT UK run, which would have been very interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine him versus uh, Ilya. Like, I don't quite get it, but, like, I do think. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin's the type of talent that wouldn't do poorly in yeah. NXT UK. Him versus uh, Joe Coffey. Yeah. Um, him versus uh, Noam Dar. Yeah. Um... Also, I've got something regarding New Japan. Oh, 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 oh. What? I, I know what you're going to do. and I've... It's, it's not about the teams. Can I announce the teams then? Sure, but Yay! let me talk about this first. So, Naito, Tetsuya Naito talked about the title situation regarding Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay, and Okada. And he said, even I, a member of the company, don't understand what's going on, and the audience watching doesn't understand what's going on. Um, because there's that whole mix-up with the championship. Will Ospreay had to, uh, kind of had to vacate it when he was injured or sick, but he still claims to be the champion. Shingo is technically the real champion, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, but Okada says that that belt is cursed and wants to bring back the old IWGP World Championship. Entirely and, wrong. Uh, there's that whole mix-up, and and a lot of it is considered confusing. I would I would read more into the article, but it is all in Japanese, and I don't speak Japanese. Well, interesting. Sorry to hear that. Um. And our final piece of news, now that we're out of order, um, is that World Tag League, the teams have been announced. Um, it's going to be Tanahashi and Toriyano together. It's going to be Makabe and Hanma. It's going to be Tenzin and Kojima. And then it's going to be Nagata and Tiger Mask. It's going to be Haruki Goto and Yoshi, um, Yoshihashi. Um, it's going to be Naito, which means that he's fucking coming back. Which, when you're reading these off to me, did not register at all. But that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Naito and Sonata, obviously Taichi and Zack. Um, we got Suzuki and Taka. Um, and by that we mean Minoru Suzuki. He's coming back too, finally. Um, Khan and Aaron Hanair. Um, and then Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa are going to be together, obviously. Evil and Yujiro are going to be together. And then Bad Luck Fail and Chase Owens 
will be pulling up the rear of the Bullet Club. Uh, bit. You will. Mm. That's gonna be fun. I'm really excited for that. Like, I've been, been withering as of late without any Japanese wrestling outside of Saturday. Yeah. It's exciting. Thrilled. All right. Um, so is that all? Mind if I get up and grab something oh. real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm just gonna get into. Um, it's a match, so I can't even yeah. really get into it. <laughs> I'll be really quick. Okay. Um. Well, that ends the news segment, though. And uh, that thus begins our recap for tonight's NXT 2.0. Um the we we started off I'm, I'm just trying to like introduce as much as I can for when Liz gets back. Um we started off with Toxic Attraction versus Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter and Io Shirai. Um this match was teased last week after uh Toxic Attraction attacked to, uh uh what Zoe Stark backstage. Apparently, Zoe Stark is injured. She tore her ACL. Um, so Liz, hello. Do you think Zoe Stark actually tore her ACL? I think so. Slash meniscus. I don't like that's a hard one for me. I didn't think it was real, and then a lot of reports started coming out, kind of implying that it was. Yeah. Um. I I I think she actually is injured, but she didn't get injured in the attack, like she's saying in kayfabe. No. She probably injured it in the ladder match somewhere. I think they're doing a Wesley kind of thing where they were like, "Oh, Grizzly Young Veterans broke his hand," but like he broke his hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I think she is injured. I don't think that she is injured. Because of what she's saying. Right. Um, so, first match. Yeah, try to read my notes. So we start with Mandy and Caden Carter. Mandy just kind of ragdolls Caden. Um, to start off. Uh, she takes Eo off the apron, which causes Eo to jump into the ring and kind of, like, go at Mandy. Um... Eventually, we get Casey and JC Jane. Um, Casey Catanzaro trips JC, and Caden kicks her. And then Casey flips over the ropes onto JC. They're very standard team offense. Um, eventually, thing that I hate, and I hated this, but um, so she flips over the ropes onto JC Jane. JC Jane reacts like, "Ow!" Then JC pretty much right off the bat gets up, overpowers Casey, drives her into the corner. I was like, okay. I guess maybe it's just like a commentary on the fact that he's like it's big. I, just, I don't like when people know sell that. Like, yeah. Not like like there's one way of no selling which is like obvious where it's like okay, fine. But there's like another way of no selling where it's like. It doesn't look like you took the time to think about the fact that you had to sell that. 
There, there's the there's the Ilya Dragunov's no cell, and then there's the Hulk Hogan no cell. The Hogan no cell is trash. Yeah. Um. So post commercial break, Casey Canzaro is in with Mandy, um, and Mandy has some body scissors on Casey. Casey ends up getting free. Um, Mandy tags in Gigi off the back of that. Uh, Theo gets in, and then. He was just fucking destroying Gigi. Um, she gets, uh, it, it, she, she pretty much decimates her with a few good hits here and there. Um, up until Gigi gets a drawbreaker on Eo. Uh, Mandy gets in, and Eo is not really phased by this at all. Um, he gets several shoulder tackles on Mandy, and then a face buster and double knees to, uh, the, the mid, the, the best. Um, she then hits her, you know, quintessential moonsault, but JC and Gigi break it up, and it's very obvious in that moment that, like, it could very handily beat Andy without, like, really breaking a sweat, it seems. Yeah, but she's not going to, unfortunately. No, I know she's not going to, it's just this match 100% made it seem like that. Yeah. Um. Then gets in. Uh, she does that. She gets a drop kick. Does that dumb shit in the fucking corner where like. Uh, I don't know why you hate it so much. The... I don't know why you hate it so much. I think it's so annoying. It's way too structured. Um. Basically, it's the thing where she runs into the person in the corner, like, she kind of stacks them in the corner and runs into the one, one falls over, she hits the dropkick against the other person that falls on the other person. It's just so... It's too structured. It is just as structured and set up as the 619. Both require the same amount of convenience. No, because in the 619, you're just... you, You just need one person to follow suit. Right, but you need them to fall in a specific place, in a specific way, in a specific position. You just need them to fall against the ropes, which happens more often in regular Asylum. They have to specifically fall on the second rope with their head through the ropes, in the middle of the ropes. I just don't like this move. I don't care for it. Okay. I haven't cared for it since the first time we saw it. I know. The first time we saw it, I was like, whatever. But second time, no. Um. So she hits a flatliner onto Gigi. Um, Carter then goes up top, but JC Jane distracts. Yo breaks that up. Um, but Gigi takes advantage of the fact that Caden's not paying attention. Hits her with. Uh, I I don't know the name of uh. Gigi's finisher at this point. Like it was the cage something. Um, I don't know, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really cool move. Um, but Gigi hits Caden with that, and Toxic Attraction win. I'm looking up her finisher right now, the name of it. There's something that has cage in it. Uh, No, there is not. 
anything that rhymes with cage. Uh, uncaged match for only f signature is the Tilt a Whirl Dragon Sleeper, but that doesn't sound like it. That doesn't seem like what we saw. Um, let's see, let's see. Um. Da, 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 where is it? Okay, show me her signature. Mm, okay. There's the Osteoporosis, the Sling Blade from the second turnbuckle, the Roma Clutch, which is a Tilt-A-Roll Dragon Sleeper, Trapped in Sin, a Russian Leg Sweep to Ground Octopus Hold, a 3-3-3 Half Nelson Suplex, Might have been it. Um, Mark of the Beast, Double Arm Lifting Face Buster, Satellite Octopus Hold, Bronco Buster, Fez Press, Coast to Coast Drop Kick, Diving crossbody, running STO, and swinging side slam. That might be it. I think it's a swinging side slam. No, because a side slam is more of like a side-by-side -side move. This definitely looks more like a side Russian legs. You think so? Oh, you froze. Uh-oh. Oh, no. She froze. This hasn't happened in, in so long. I thought we were away from this. Liz, what happened? Well, I guess we wait for her to come back. Oh, Did she come back? Is she here? I'm still going to say it's a swinging side slam, whether, whether Liz agrees or not. I don't know if I'm going to stay connected, but... Um... Oh, I, I can hear you. I can... Okay, now I can see you. Okay, I switched Wi-Fi's and sometimes that means it, like, knocks me off the call. Oh, okay. So. Anyways, I still think you're wrong. Okay. What else is new? Wow. Alright, so... Anyways. After that match, um, we had an interview with Pete Dunne. He says, uh, Tony D'Angelo wants to make a name for himself. When he's ready, he can chat face-to-face -face with the baddest man in NXT. Trick Mel will walk in, and Trick is like, oh, you think you're the baddest? And he starts going off on him. Um, and then Carmelo says, treat the A champion a lot better. Uh, and then um, they start bickering. And then we go to uh, MSK. Back to their little storyline. They're wandering the streets looking for a certain somebody. They reach their location, but there's a sign that says that we moved. Um, and so they have to go to uh, 420 miles away. And they decide to take a plane to get there. And Nash Carter says, I can't wait to join the Mile High Club. And Wes is like, is that what that is? And he's like, ah, I guess so. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, who do you think is going to be the guy? 
Um, William Regal. Dude, I'd cry. I'd honestly cry at this point. Or Samoa Joe. Oh, again, I'd cry. I wish the location... Wait, maybe it's Rob Van Dam, because I said 420. I think they're just goofballs. I don't think Rob Van Dam has much interest in being a part of the WWE at this point. Well, I mean, he did the little, like, a little uh, few appearances with Riddle a few months ago. Oh, God. Yeah. I've, like, completely forgotten that. <laughs> Ow. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's Rob Van Dam. That would I, be pretty funny. I also think that they would mesh really well. That would be, uh, that would be really funny. I really hope that it's like somebody fun and not like just someone. I'm going to be like, oh, you could have found them backstage. Yeah, it's like it's Von Wagner. Please, it would be. Or It's like Rick Steiner. Well, Rick Steiner was apparently supposed to be at. Um, Halloween Havoc. Really? Yeah, according to Tommaso Ciampa, he pulled out at, like, the last possible second. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe that would have uh, fit in with the storyline, and, and um, Braun Breaker would have felt a lot more pressure. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I think it's Rob Van Dam. I think that's who they're seeing. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd like to see Rob Van Dam with somebody that I, like, like. All right, so after that, we then get Kaylee Ray versus Saray. Yeah, and this was a pretty much jobber match for the most part. It, it was um, a little more than a jobber match, but yeah. A little more, yeah. Um, so Kaylee, uh, Kaylee immediately takes a stomping Saray. Um, there's a springboard arm drag to Kaylee and then a double stomp. Um, Kaylee ends up leveling Saray with a few fists. Uh, hits a nasty little DDT off the ropes to Saray. Um, Saray eventually gets like this fucking awful looking and like awful by like painful looking uh, heel hook where like she's basically pulling the foot of Kaylee Ray up to Kaylee Ray's head. And I said, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, Kaylee ends up getting a rope break. Uh, there's a big suplex to Ray. No pin though. Um, and then a big super kick intends to slow Saray down, but Saray hits back with one of her own. Um, eventually, Saray goes for the drop kick that she so often does. Kaylee avoids it, hanging Saray up on the ropes. She then hits the KLR bomb, which used to be the gory bomb, um, into the announce desk, and then hits another one in the ring to win. Name it something else. It's, that's just not her name. Like, I just don't know why they changed in the first place. I don't know, but you're not like, gonna name a gory bomb. Like, like, name it something cool. The offending, the offending word is technically still there. Like, bomb is the word I would imagine they'd be like, oh, let's take that out. I I imagine gory because like, you know, blood and gore, gory. Um, As they advertise episodes of Chucky. 
Yeah. Call the Chucky bomb. Dude, straight up. I'm I'm so ready for that show to be done because I oh, am going to have nightmares. I want to watch it. Um, I want it off my television. Also, Miriam said that NXT UK used to go back and forth between Gory Bomb and KLR Bomb. Okay. You'd think that we would know that. And yet. Yeah. Call it the, the Chucky Bomb. The the Bomb Bomb. The K-Bomb. The K-Bomb. That sounds pretty cool. That'd be good, yeah. Um. Okay. Then after that, we had a promo from Joe Gacy. Uh, he says, we all go through something when we hide behind a mask. Boa needs to hide his true self. No one should have to hide. I hope that's something he can see. I look at Harland and I see the shame he carries. He should feel comfortable living in his own skin. Uh, reach out and touch your hand to mine, Harland. I'm doing this for us. Yeah. I, I'm, I am glad that this has kind of swayed away from being political. And it's now him being kind of this peaceful uh, a guise of a peaceful character um and there's less I mean last week like just last week we got like snowflake and that shit dropped um but this week we didn't really get any of those buzzwords yeah no you're right um he's becoming more of a character and less of a caricature Right. Which is all we can hope for at the end of the day, I think. Um, I just... I I think that they're going to go somewhere good with this. Mm-hmm. Just right now, I'm still on the fence about it. Because his intro was so bad. I know. But I I like it because it's kind of the only really long-term storytelling that long-term three-dimensional storytelling that NXT has going on. Unless I'm I'm missing something. I guess the the Tony D'Angelo Mark the producer guy. Dakota and Raquel. Oh, yeah, that's not really three-dimensional though. True. Not anymore. Um okay. After that, we had Boa versus Joe Gacy. Boa's got a new look. He's got face paint, white and black stripes. We saw. Him... I didn't see last week, so this week I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, we saw that last week. After Mei Ying is gone, missing. That was weird. Yeah. Maybe they've got better plans for Karen. I hope. Um, but yeah, this was a very short and stupid match. Yeah, this was a weird one. Um, so Boa kicks Gacy's hand away. Um, we get a side headlock on Boa, then a drop kick to Gacy. Um, Gacy, however, hangs Boa up on the middle rope before hitting a backbreaker. Um, then Gacy suplexes Boa. Boa, however, gets some knees to the chest of Gacy and then powers up and, like, chokes Gacy out. Um, and Aja Smith is just like, all right, call the fucking match because he won't fucking let go. And I was like, oh. yeah. All right. And then Bo just kind of popped out. He's like, all right, cool. See you guys later. Got my paycheck for the day. So now we have two wrestlers whose 
uh, attitudes change when the lights change. Boa and Finn. He's in good company? Also, apparently Finn was pulled from a UK tour show. Really? Yeah. No idea why. That's weird. That's not good, because yeah. he is my... Uh, the Survivor series. I mean, whole, I mean, maybe he's just injured. Could be injured. Um, it's not supposed to be a Survivor series. Oh, is he not part of the five man? No, I don't think so. I thought it was all the guys that had been arguing with Biggie originally and did the ladder match. I I definitely was Dude. wrong because Dominic is part was part of it. No, that's Raw. Oh, wait, yeah, Finn is on Raw. Yeah, Finn is on. Okay, yeah, he's not part of the Survivor Series. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't know, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we see him soon. I keep thinking he's still on SmackDown. I, I mean, had you not corrected yourself, I would have just believed you and been like, oh yeah, no, he's on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, so after that, we get a promo from Diamond Mine. They're watching back. Kushida and Nickman's promo from last week, and Biven says, "Well, these dream- dweebs were pretending to be at Comic Con. Roddy was beating Odyssey Jones. That same energy Roddy had, the Creed brothers will bring tonight. It's Diamond Mine forever." And then we get uh, Solo Sokoa and Grayson Waller. Um, Grayson said, "Remember the intro I gave you at Halloween Havoc?" La Knight then walks in. He says. Let's settle this, or uh, they they start arguing, and Solo Sokoa says, "Let's settle this like men in the ring." Um, and then he walks away, and Knight and Grayson still bicker, and the yeah, that match happens later. And then we get Jack of Time versus the Greed, Creed Brothers, but the Greed Brothers, the Greed Brothers. I'm sure <laughs> Bivens would love to name them that. Um. But Jacket Time, new tag team. Like, official tag team. I kind of love it. Yeah, they're great. I wish they'd won today, but still. It definitely was a... I mean, because it was a protected loss, I, I feel good, at least. Was it protected? Because Roddy didn't do anything. Okay, that doesn't count. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened there. It's so dumb. Roddy didn't touch Ikamid at all. Anyway. Anyway. Ugh. Ugh. I hate the taste of whiskey. Um. All right. So, let's begin. So first off, Julius nearly kills Ikeman. Um. <laughs> quite literally, almost dumps him on his fucking head. Um. But Brutus gets in. Uh, Kushida gets in. Um. I don't know why I'm reading my notes word for word. I didn't actually take consistent notes through this. Sorry. Let's try this again. Um, so yeah, Julius nearly kills Ikeman. Um Once Kushida is in, um, Julius just kind of brutalizes him. Uh, we get some rapid tags from the Creed brothers, um, which I liked. I mean, it's showing that they're kind of growing as a tag team. Yeah, I, um, I've been enjoying the Creed brothers uh, as a team. They've been doing really yeah. well. Um. But the rapid tags pretty much end the moment that Kushida hits a flying back elbow that slows down both the Creeds because he hits both of them. Um, 
Pikmin gets in with some jacket strikes that knock Brutus down. Um, both men, Kushida and Ikemen, uh do Kushida's kind of standard like springboard kick to the head, but to both of the creeds on the apron. Um, Kushida then flies off the top rope onto Julius back in the ring um, before crossbiting him. He gets Jiro back in, um, who sentons onto Julius. Brutus breaks the cover. The jacket gets removed. And then... And then Ikemen Jiro falls out of the ring. He, like, screams and falls while the ref's not looking. Which I can only imagine Roddy tased him. Maybe that's <laughs> what it comes down to. Maybe Roddy has uh, uh, telepathy. Or telekinesis. Also, can we just say... Well, let me finish this. Um, but yeah, so it, it, the point is, is apparently Roddy interfered, causing Jiro to fall out of the ring. Um, and then Julius powerbombs Kushida and stacks him high to win. Um, but I just... I loved in the Diamond Mine promo when Malcolm was talking about Roddy and Roddy just like points himself. He's like, that's me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Roddy, you're the only one here that we probably all know. Yeah, probably. Okay. So with that said, um, after that we had, Oh, did, did someone come out for this? Odyssey Jones came out. Yes. He started yes. fighting everyone. And, uh, a little partnership between him and Jacket Time seems to be forming, and we're getting a six-man tag uh, next week. How are we? Yeah, they they had the graphic for Diamond Mine versus Jacket Time and Odyssey. Oh, okay. So we then had an interview with Toxic Attraction. Um, Gigi said we're going to be holding these titles for a very long time. Um, Mandy says toxic attraction is the attraction. Um, I think Gigi said this. No one is next. No one in the roster is worthy of. She's interrupted by Raquel rolling in her motorcycle. Raquel says, "I'll be back for you later, Mandy. Uh, keep that title warm for me." We go to the ring where Raquel's coming out. She says, "Well, Mandy's holding my title. I have one thing on my mind." Dakota Kai, get your ass out here. Dakota comes out. She says, felt so good to hit you with that shovel. Watching you lay there motionless. Cora Jade runs out and beats up Dakota. Um, and Raquel, after Dakota's chased out, Raquel goes up to Cora and says, you want a piece of her too, but she's mine first. Cora. Cora, honey. If you're mad about somebody attacking you or somebody hurting you in a match, you've got a lot to learn about NXT. Just stay out of the parking lot, Cora. Yeah. Don't don't be like Toxic Attraction and uh, see an approach an approaching Raquel. You don't want to be kidnapped like <clears throat> Legato. Throwing shit over here. All right. Yeah, you don't want to be whatever Liz just dropped. So we then get Chase University. There, he is teaching lesson about mental toughness. He says it can mean the difference between success and failure. Uh, Chase U breeds winners. 
Um, but anything can throw you off unless you have mental toughness. Uh, and one of the students says, are you saying the issue with the mic took out took you out of focus? Another another student speaks up um, and and comments on it. And Chase says, "Are you uh, Gabriel? You dumbass! How dare you come in here half asleep with your hand on your head or a head on your hand? You don't deserve to be in here. Get out of my classroom! Hurry up! Get the hell out!" Again, very subdued. No, no f bombs this time. Oh, then we get a weird promo. Get a weird segment. So GYV. Yeah, what's going on? The grizzled young veterans, soon to be in jail for committing crimes. <laughs> uh, they're out on the street and. Zach Gibson is teaching James Drake. Well, James Drake says, I'm starving. Why are we here? And Zach Gibson says, that's exactly why we're here. Because you're starving. Uh, we are doing some urban training. And he's teaching him to distract strangers. As Zach Gibson takes their phone, orders food... With their phone and takes the food. It's. I don't get it. <laughs> like, it. This is just. This is them committing a crime. And basically, um. The, Gibson says if you can distract a stranger, you can distract a ref. And then I said, God damn it. God damn it. But uh, yeah, it's it's a weird promo. I don't know why we need this. Just show them fucking training or something. Like <laughs> you don't need this shit. So after that, we then got Cameron Grimes versus Ru Fang. Yeah, I keep feeling like we saw Ru Fang recently. Uh, besides a match in the past couple weeks? Well, yeah, like, I, I can't remember who he fought recently. Let me see. Let me see, let me see. Rue Fang. Tony D'Angelo. Oh, okay. What happened to that, uh, the guy who, um... Remember when they made the big deal about the first Vietnamese wrestler? A Singaporean. Singaporean. Um, um. Yeah. Well, they got they got their uh, little spark from the diversity, and uh, then they kept him backstage. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Name? I have his name written down. Dante Chen. That's his name. Yeah. He had two matches. I think he had one on a... No, no, no. I think he had two matches on NXT TV. Yeah, he did. Okay. Let me, let me just make sure. Dante... Chen. Oh, no, he had one. Against Trey Baxter. The other one must have been on 205 Live or something. 
Yeah. Um, anyways, so Grimes controls the first few minutes before getting kicked under the chin. Um, and then the midsection, Duke comes out pretty shortly into this match and just kind of fucking watches. Yeah, he doesn't um, interrupt. He's a good boy and he doesn't interrupt the match. He's a good little lad. There's um, a hip toss to Rue and then some forearms. Uh, Grimes hits the crossbody and then the cave and stomp and handily fucking wins the match. Yeah, yeah. Giving a win for Cameron Grimes. Um, and then Duke gets in the ring. And uh, I kind of like this the promo. the longest promo that ever fucking existed on NXT. But I kind of liked it. At, at least how it started out. Um, despite the what chance happening from everyone in the crowd, I, I liked that it wasn't immediate hostility and Duke was just like, you have to tell me, was it luck or are you just that good? Um, and, and... Uh, Cameron played him a bit and, uh, you know, got the crowd going. And then we got uh, this poker, poker showdown something next week. Just have a match. Have a fucking match. What the fuck? Why are you in wrestling to gamble? I mean, Johnny Swinger was at impact to gamble, um, I think, at the start of the pandemic. But he wasn't there from the get-go to gamble. It was a comedy bit. It was it was a lounge in Impact where people could go to relax and gamble. But Johnny Swinger did more than just do that. It was more than his gimmick. Or uh, his gimmick was more than that. It's so... This is, like, so dumb. And the segments are so bad, too. Like... Why Why does it look like it happens in a, in a fucking black void? Have an actual set. Have a set or, like, like convert a lounge or something. I don't know, man. Um. I don't know. I want to have an answer because I love Duke. But like at least at least Duke's getting a match is the one thing I can say here. We don't know because it's not a match. It's a poker showdown or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I guess that's fair. We don't know he's getting a match. <laughs> that's why this sucks. Anyways. Oh. That's me. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah, no, this is you now. Uh, Miriam said, it's clear Duke's poker room is purgatory for old NXT stars. Oh. Imagine we see Johnny there. Of all the people, it really makes the most sense that it's Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get Solo Sokoa versus Grayson Waller versus LA Knight in a triple threat match. It's pretty fun. Yeah, bitches love Solo. Yeah, I am bitches then. You you absolutely are bitches. Um, so Sokoa slaps Grayson and then Knight before teeing off um, with some jabs to Knight's head. Then they uh, haven't done that in a while. Grayson and Knight work together on Sokoa only for Sokoa to double clothesline both of them. 
Uh, Sokoa handily suplexes Knight before placing some knees to his midsection. Um, Waller ends up helping to load um, uh, helps to load Knight out of the ring. Hangs Solo up on the top rope. Uh, together, Knight and Waller end up suplexing Solo, and the alliance reforms temporarily, only for Solo to slam both of them down from the top rope. And what I guess was supposed to kind of be like a choke slam. Um, it just wasn't very clear. Yeah. Um, so ends up launching Waller out of the ring to the ground, smacking his head on the ground. Um, before jumping down on tonight with a frog splash to who in. Yeah. And, uh, he got Oost's chance the whole time in the match. Uh, so I, I can't wait for him to eventually join the Usos. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. Um, after that, we had uh, an interview with Indy Hartwell and Persia Perona. Tony D'Angelo walks in and he says, I was hoping I could run into Dexter, uh, but him and Pete Dunn have, have been ducking me. When I'm done pummeling your husband, you're going to be back on the market. And speaking of market, I grabbed this up at the docks, pulls out a fish, says, give it to Dex for me. Uh, they're just, they're both staring at it like, what the fuck? Why did you give us a fish? Um, but then we get Electro Lopez versus some jobber. I have two notes. Electro dominates the entire fucking match, power bombs this girl to win. Um, and this was the beginning of the moment that I think my, my faith in NXT broke. Yeah, so... Um, she dares Zion Quinn to come out, and I was like, yes, fight him. Fight Zion. That would be an awesome match and an awesome move from NXT. And NXT said, uh... well, well, first Zion comes out, and Electra says, I like you. I want you to join Legato. And Zion says, Legato's not really for me. It doesn't fit my vibe. And, uh, he starts to walk away. He's attacked by Legato, attacked by Wild and Mendoza. Um, well, by Wild. By Wild and, and Wild yelled at Mendoza before Zion attacked both of them. Um, and then Electra tries to hit Zion, but he he grabs her her hands or her wrists and spins her around in like a, a fucking tango move. It's very seductive. Zion Quinn is a fucking monster of a human being and and an absolute beast in the ring. And you're having him be a romantic figure like this? Mark, let's be honest here. We are looking at the wrestling version of Match.com at this point. I thought you were going to say the, version, the wrestling version of Fandango. No, because Fandango's a wrestler. Yeah. And a good one. They they I should asked. have swapped fucking Zion Quinn's role here with Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson should be more of a romantic person than than uh, Zion Quinn. That's kind of how they had Duke Hudson um, presented at first. <sighs> okay. But after that, we had a. Uh, 
interview with Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle says, the official made a mistake. That's okay. I've made a lot of mistakes in my career. Uh, But do I... The question is now, do I go into singles or do I stay in the tag team with Von Wagner? Imperium then walk in after Kyle mentions the tag team titles. And they're like, oh, the tag team titles. Um... Von Wagner comes in. He's like, "Excuse me, eh?" Just like, Von, were you standing there watching the whole time? Like, what is this? Von's the weird fucking like possessive boyfriend of Kyle now. This better be like Von Wagner is revealed to be like the dude from you, from that that show. Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he's just a serial killer who's hiding bodies, and anyone who messes with Kyle gets fucking murdered. They get put in the glass box! No! <laughs> oh! I literally have watched season one, and that is it, but I know about the glass box, and I, nothing never, more. I've never watched that show. It was... <sighs> It was a show. Okay. That's what I'll give it. I saw somebody on Twitter say who would win in a fight. Uh, Joe from you or or Dexter from Dexter. I was like, Dexter would easily mop the floor with that dude. That was my first introduction, though, to Victoria Pedretti. And I'm in love with her, so. Oh, you? She was in Haunting It. Yeah. She's in Haunting It Hill House or... Oh, by man or whichever one hmm. one of the two of them i haven't seen either so we should watch uh we should watch dexter um i've watched i actually i watched some episodes uh when i was living with my sister for a little while i watched a we couple watch- we gotta find out if if the new season or the new reboot requires catching up um anyway well, the reboot's definitely the pre the prequels, I think. Is this a prequel or is this a yeah. continuation? No, I think it's the prequel. Okay. Um, I'll look it up just to make sure. Um, but our main event after that is Pete Dunne versus Carmelo Hayes. And this match was a fucking banger. This was great. Fantastic stuff. Yeehaw! It was. Um. So Dunn flies into Carmelo to start the match off. Just begins stomping him. You get a foot to the head of Carmelo and a wrenching motion to the fingers. Uh, later, Pete ends up stomping on said fingers. He wrenches the arm again um, over the top rope this time, which always makes me very uncomfortable because, like, the idea of rope burn like that. Like, I know it's not like a rope rope, but still. Dexter New Blood is uh, 10 years after the original series. Yeah, so. And here I was thinking it was a prequel. Imagine if I'd gone into it thinking that. <laughs> oh, looks like we got some catching up to do. Great. Let's add it to the uh, list of 500 other shows that we uh, have to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, like, 
it was a one of the shows was originally Game of Thrones, and then I accidentally watched the entire last season. That was like not worth it. I don't know what happens, but I know it's not worth it. Yeah, I, I gave up trying to catch up after what I heard about the last season. I straight up what would happen is I would like um, go to my parents on the weekend, and then on Sundays I would drive back at like six, mm-hmm. and then I'd get back to my sister's around eight. And that's when Game of Thrones would be starting. So I'd walk in and her husband would be sitting there like watching it. I'd be like, well, I sleep on the couch, so I guess I'm sitting here watching it, too. Anyways, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so he wrenches the arm of Carmelo over the top rope. We go ringside. Carmelo slams Pete into the apron, uh, but he can't suplex him. Dunn instead hits him with an X-Plex, landing him on the apron. Um, eventually, Carmelo kind of turns the vibe around by hitting double knees to the chest of Pete. Um, he goes off the ropes for a springboard lariat right into a fist from Pete. Um, Pete ends up dropping Carmelo, stomps on Trick's hands because Trick's trying to fucking interfere. Um, he then stomps on Carmelo's hands, and at this point, it kind of seems like Pete's kind of got shit under control. Yeah. Like, I liked that a lot. Um, Carmelo, however, sends Pete into the ropes. Trick is waiting with his fucking shoe out like he was going to do, like he did last time. Um, But Dexter, who has been sitting on commentary for this whole match, stops Trick by fucking attacking him. And then a little gloved hand reaches up through the apron, grabbing... Carmelo's foot, distracting him for like a hot second and allowing Pete to get the bitter end to win. And who was that little gloved hand but Jonathan Garganathan? And uh, him and Dexter share thumbs up. <laughs> Honestly, if we're going to talk about any long-term storytelling, this is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad Johnny's being used. I'm so glad. I think you said Gianni. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I was worried. I don't. I still don't know if he's gonna stick stick around when the time comes. I think it depends on uh how things work out with the main roster. Um. All right. So, thus concludes our recap of today's NXT 2.0. Um, stick around we've got our bests of the night and if you have a question for our question segment leave it in the chat now so that it'll be there when we get to the questions and answers portion also do you want to know something interesting yes Victoria Pedretti okay. is dating the boyfriend from Halloween Kills the boyfriend and Halloween the one who's dating the granddaughter of Lori. Um, one who's dating. wearing the women's clothes for the oh, Halloween costume. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. She's dating him. Oh, okay. That's cool. Anyways, fun fact. All right. So let's get into the best, best, best. Yeah. Did we lose you? Let's move on. 
Um, so promo of the night. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. I don't you know. Don't. <laughs> um, like everything had the hopes of it being good. The GYV stuff was just fucking weird. Chase U was wasn't as good as it normally is. Um, the Raquel stuff, I, the Raquel and Dakota stuff, I was very interested in until Cora Jade got involved. The MSK stuff was too short for it to be considered. Um, and then all the interviews were kind of like pretty boring, pretty lame. Uh, God, you know what? I'll go something. I'll go with Indian Persia being handed the fish. Really? Yeah, sure. Over MSK. MSK's was oh, uh, all right. I'll go. It was not that short. I'll go with MSK's. Thank you. I say it really wasn't that short at all. Um. Also, fucking Nash is like. Oh, Popped he, up on something. Yeah, he he couldn't stop moving. He was like antsy. like an extra cup of coffee today or something. Coffee with some cocaine in it. Cocaine. All right, so let's go to the wrestlers of the night. Um. Uh, so I'm gonna give you a couple choices to pick from. And As then, you often do. Yes. Let's see, who was the best tonight? Okay, I got... I'm going to give you four. Ooh! Because the third is a little hard to choose. So, Casey Catanzaro, Solo Sokoa, Carmelo Hayes, and Pete Dunn. I'm inclined to give it to Pete. Pete? I kind of yeah. wanted to give it to, to Carmelo because he gave the fucking smoothest, I don't know what that move was, where he was like tornadoing around Pete, but that was the smoothest, quickest instance I've seen that. But Pete, Pete did do an awesome job. So. And it's his birthday. It is his birthday. You know what? Happy birthday, Pete. You're our wrestler of the night tonight. I hope that matters to you, Pete. Yeah. Um. All right, let's go to match of the night. Uh, so as always, we go from the worst to the best, and then Liz will say if she agrees with my pick for the best wrestler or best match of the night. So worst match with a three out of ten, Boa versus Joe Gacy. This could have been an excellent match. Like it really could have been. If they had Boa um, either destroy Gacy when he went, you know, full demon, um, or if they just had it be a clean match, it would have been awesome. But no, they had to end in DQ in a really dumb way and basically copying Finn's gimmick. Uh, next up, 4 out of 10, Electro Lopez versus Jobber. It did what it needed to do. Electra looked good. Next up, 4 out of 10, Cameron Grimes versus Rufang. Same deal. Jobber match did what it needed to do. Glad it wasn't interrupted. Uh, next, 4 out of 10, um, 
jacket time versus the Creed Brothers. This would have been much, much, much higher had Roddy not involved somehow with his telepathy or, or telekinesis, whatever he used. Um, like, th this could have been so amazing. It was on the track. It was on the right track. But no. Uh, next up, 5 out of 10. Solo Sokoa vs. Grayson Waller vs. LA Knight. This is a decent enough match. I feel like you th we now have the impression that you throw Solo Sokoa in the ring with anyone in a singles match. He will, it will be a fucking great match. Um, but yeah, it didn't do a whole lot, but it was kind of entertaining. It was decent. Uh, next up, 5 out of 10. Toxic Attraction vs. Casey, Caden, and Eo. This is pretty decent. What was that? What was that face? I um didn't make a, a well crafted cocktail. Ah, uh, okay. Alright. Anyway. Um next up we've got a six out of ten, Kaylee Ray versus Saray. Fun match. Really fun. Give these ladies more time and, and they'll put on a fucking banger. Uh, and then finally, my pick for match of the night, and I'm pretty sure it's yours too, with an 8 out of 10, Pete Dunn versus Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I don't think there's any contest there. This was, this was, uh, just a fucking amazing match. Alright, so, run it back, promo of the night. MSK goes to find Rob Van Dam, uh, wrestler of the night, Pete Dunn, match of the night, Pete Dunn versus Carmelo Hayes. All right. Um, you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. Um, so, JR242Ted asks, can I get your reaction to a clip of my WWE character's intro? Uh, we don't have, we don't allow links in the chat. So, uh, unfortunately, that's going to be a no. Unless you want to well, explain can, it to us. You can also look at it and talk about it to, um, Friday when we have our next match. Or match. Yeah, match. There we go. Our you next, and me. You and me. We're going at it. Next when Mark and I brawl. <laughs> um, also, is it like a like a WW2K20 type deal? Is that That's what, what I'm is? assuming. Like, because um, we can also talk about it tomorrow when we have our WW2K20. Yeah, got our stream tomorrow. Stream? I can't say anything right. You can never say oh, stream. You always say podcast. You're like a boomer. Well, no, I said pay per view this time. You said pay per view. Yeah. Oh, I just heard what the P. <laughs> I said it very quietly and I was like, I hope nobody hears this. Uh So Miriam then asked, Where is William Regal? They announced war games without him. What is the point of having war games if William Regal is not going to stand there and scream war games? Yeah, where where is Regal? 
Like, they haven't given any explanation as to where he is. He hasn't been at 2.0 at all. Maybe their fresh look is... that there's not an old man in charge. Maybe... Maybe the paint on the NXT 2.0 logo is dyed blood of William Regal. They had to sacrifice him. He was the sacrificial lamb. He, He was a sacrificial lamb to sacrifice Samoa Joe to the hospital. Oh. So sad. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I hope they do have him appear like sometime before War Games to just yell War Games or at the pay per view. Um, but but worst case, we got Wade Barrett. He did say War Games, and he's also got an accent, so like it counts for something. You just gotta scream it. Yeah, I um. I, I I don't know if we're ever going to see Regal again, honestly. It's very weird really because don't. without Regal, we don't have a, a GM on TV. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just don't think that Regal's coming back. It really doesn't seem to fit the 2.0 image. That's even though it was like one of the best things. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. Like, what? I don't know. I mean, I get I get pulling Samoa Joe if he wasn't injured because he wouldn't really fit the brand image as as an enforcer kind of thing. But why Regal? I don't know. Miriam said, I'm starting to think Mackenzie Mitchell is the new Regal, the way we see her more than Regal. She's doing the most. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's. Probably my favorite interviewer. She's so good. She's got so much chemistry. Yeah. And she's tired of everyone's shit. So really, she is the new Regal. Yeah. You know, good for her. She just we... has to learn how to say war games with enough bravado. You know how we how we said we might do a, like a weekend, like, indie ran- random show uh, podcast? Yeah. We should do yeah. one episode that's just a compilation of William Regal moments. Sure. <laughs> I can't say no to that. All right. Well, that does it for us tonight. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yes. Um... If you're watching tonight, thank you so much. And if you're watching in the future, thank you so much. Um, we enjoy having you here. Happy. I don't. Okay. Happy. Uh... Fuck. Marks. I get my COVID booster shot tomorrow. So happy that. Pray for me because I'm going to fucking need it. Um, if you enjoyed the show, tune in on tomorrow. We have our WWE 2K20 stream. Or don't. Oh boy, this is gonna be a thing, I guess. You you won't um, want to you you won't want to tune in for me just crushing Liz within the ratings. It's earned so much more money than her. You you won't want to tune in for that. It'll be a slaughter. Remember when Cody no sold your fucking fiend debut?
Yeah. Yeah. And it was great because it yeah. built up to Fiend letting Cody win a match. <laughs> <laughs> it really worked out. I'm happy for you. And now we've got Survivor um, Series coming up where I will especially crush you. Because then we'll actually be having matches. That's how it's gone the last two pay-per-views. You're right. I mean... Uh, you lost the last two pay-per-views. Listen. <laughs> anyway. Um, and hopefully I win so I can finally add Kenta. Um, and then steal Kenta! Haha! <laughs> we'll see. Heist. Um, please tune in tomorrow while we do WWE 2K20 stuff. Right it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dynamite. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then please tune in on Friday when we talk about the other shit that's happening. Also, um, I guess we should talk about this now. Saturday? Is that uh, confirmed? I've confirmed on my end of things. With, with, our, with our guest? That part hasn't been confirmed. That's the important part. Right. But the other part that's just us that is not contingent upon. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we can do that. I just have a very... Hope everybody's enjoying this internal conversation. <laughs> What we're, what we're talking about is doing a full gear post-show. Um, I just have a very very early morning on, on the day after that. Uh, <laughs> not, not very early, like not like 5 a.m., but uh, it'll still be kind of early, but it's whatever. Okay. I'm just hoping. Are we doing predictions for it? No. I thought we would just like enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. Do a full yeah. gear post show. Something for you yeah. folks. Just a little something, something. A little something, something. Um, and we might have somebody with us. Um, Fellow wrestling on, fan. Yeah, it depends on some stuff. We just have to figure things out. Um, but yeah, so a lot of wrestling this week. Please make sure to join us. Uh, we will be tweeting all about it on our Twitter. Marcus, would you like to talk about our Twitter? No. Okay. Our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. It's right down below if you're watching on the stream or on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio realm, you're relying on me right now. So our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. You marks. Uh, our Hi. YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. You can see all of our previous episodes there. If you want to check out the live show, talk to us live. It's twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. Oh, Liz, that is such a shame. That is such a shame. You left up the news sign. You were way behind. Fuck. Um. Our our uh, if you, you want to listen to us in the audio realm, that is on Spotify, the Pinfall Podcast. Just search that, and boom, you'll be right there listening to us in your in your beautiful headset, your earbuds, and your speaker. You'll hear our beautiful voices, but you won't see our beautiful faces. If you think our faces are beautiful. Um, actually, the cover art for our podcast is our beautiful faces. So, so you, you could stare at that. Um, 
Like I already said, our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. We'll see you tomorrow for our 2K20 Battle of the Brands at twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a great night, and we'll see you after Dynamite.